We're gonna have music for this thing. Welcome back, trainers, to another episode of Pal Town Vets. Welcome back, everyone. Horus here, along with Saida here. And we're just your fellow Black Millennials, Pokey fans, Pokey nerds, just sharing our thoughts and views on the Pokemon franchise. Deep in the sauce. Today, we're coming to you with an episode concerning the current state of Pokemon following what I like to call the Logan Paul bomb. You care to elaborate? Yeah. So uh, before I get into that, let me just <laughs> uh, give you all like a very short, quick, short story. So as you all know, 2020 was a horrendous year. It was the year when, you know, the world fell apart. But it was also the year that myself, and I believe Sayada included, reconnected and fell back in love with Pokemon. Is it the year? I mean... I don't know if I would go and say it was 2020 for me. Okay. Well... I feel like when we, you know, we got right back into it after we got back into Go. Right. But I would say in terms of actually, like, collecting, for me, that's when I got back into it. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, So, yes. We came back to collecting. I got back into it. I got a new job in 2019. Had some more disposable income. So, I started, you know, exploring ebay and start purchasing like little collectibles that i was like oh i want that i want that pikachu too i want that pokey walker and it wasn't until early 2020 that i came to realize that there was a market for pokemon cards and it wasn't until like midway through 2020 that i fully realized how big this market was or is it still is yeah and this market has only exploded and gotten bigger after Logan Paul came onto the scene, started investing in Pokemon cards, soon followed by Logic. And now we see prices of like base set Charizard cards going on, selling at auctions for $300,000, It's insane. To kind of, you know, um, put this into perspective, I'd also like to share a short story that is very near and dear and painful to my heart. But let's just take ourselves back to our, I think I actually got this for our anniversary, our bet just passed in June. And I bought Horace, I wanted to buy Horace um, Gen 3 starters. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mudkip, Trico, Torchic? No, I actually, I, that's what I did get you for this past anniversary. Let's go back even further, though. Our first anniversary. Our, no. We've only had two anniversaries, babe. All right, we'll edit this out. We're <laughs> <laughs> keeping that in. <laughs> um, it wasn't a birthday, I don't think. No, birthday is what I got you Gen 3. So I got you Gen 2 starters for our anniversary. I got Totodile, I yes. got Chikorita, yes. and I got um, Cyndaquil. 
So, you know, Horace is a huge Cyndaquil fan. So I was like, first and foremost, I want this to be a PSA 10 first edition. We're doing the whole thing. Then I was like, you know what? Let me just get the starter. So Totodile was in there too. You know, Totodile, my baby, super popular. Um, but I was able to, you know, nab a really great card. And Chikorita. I was able to grab a really great card. And I'm going to tell you that that Chikorita, I can say it now, was 50 bucks, first edition, PSA 10. And that was in June 2020. Unfortunately, through a series of, um, I don't know, foolishness, um, not on my part, but just on the part of someone else, and I'm, I'm going to try and be empathetic and hope that they really needed these packages, but someone stole that card. It really upsets me, mainly because I had it right there. PSA 10, first edition, Chikorita card, 50 bucks, amazing. Then I couldn't find this card anywhere. Horace, how much is that card now? How much is the card now? On eBay, it recently sold. The highest price I've seen it sell for was about $500. Yep. And so that is just to highlight how quickly um, or how hyped this space has become that I was able to get that card just before this second boom or second wave for 50 bucks. Um, and it was stolen and either that person has resold it, they threw it out because they didn't know what it was or whatever. Um, I hope it went and served them in life and that they really needed it. That it was not some jerk who just took your card. Yeah. It really upsets me to this day because I had to settle for, I think, a PSA 8 or 9. Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with it, but I had it, you know? Yeah. It was here. We have some chikoritas now that we were going to send out to get graded, but... Yeah, that was a loss last year. It was just upsetting because I wanted to give it to you for the gift, but I just also wanted to highlight how quickly that card has, you know, gone up over 200, 300% in terms of value in a, such a short period of time. Yeah. Um, if you were to compare that to like a stock or anything like that, that would be considered to be like a great investment, right? Yep. Um, you know, so anyway, yeah. I digress. So in this episode, what we want to break down for you several things. One, it's 2021, which means this is the Pokemon franchise's 25th anniversary. Woop woop. So there's a lot that's gonna be happening for this momentous occasion for the franchise. So what should you be on lookout for in terms of like collecting? One. Two, you wanna look at like, is this hobby, is collecting Pokemon cards going to end up being a bust. Being a bust. Like, back in the 90s and even recently, once um, Pokemania 2 hit, the media kept warning that this could possibly be, like, the next ba- the Beanie Babies uh, scenario. Um, and I, we'll go into why I believe that's just wrong. Three, my goals when it comes to collecting. And four, my recommendations if you think you'd want to get into collecting as well. Cool. So let's get into let's it. Let's get then. into it. So first things first, it is 2021. Next month, um, officially launches or kickstarts the uh, Pokemon Company's Pokemon franchise's 25th anniversary, and there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of buzz. Apparently, Katy Perry's out here riding a track, going to drop a track for Pokemon. Good for her. Who knew? Um, it makes sense. Yeah. 
And so far we know in terms of like promotional content or collectibles that are going to be released are um, Pokemon recently got into like releasing jumbo cards of Pokemon cards. So what they plan to do is between February and I believe October, they plan to drop jumbo cards of all the starters from every generation from Gen 8 to Gen 1. Buy those up. So honestly, buy those up because those may become viable, let's say 20 years down the line. Yep. And honestly, with the way scalpers are and the way with the way that people have been buying up Pokemon um, cards since halfway mid twenty twenty, like when if you don't buy it early, you probably won't find it in stores. Exactly. This year, just be on the lookout. There's going to be a lot of um, promotional stuff, new games dropping, new cards, card sets dropping. So be on the lookout. So there's that. Now, when it comes to the hobby of collecting Pokemon cards. There's been a lot of talk about, is this going to be the next Beanie Babies? For those who are too young and Beanie Babies were before your time. I still got a Princess Diana, yo. I mean, I still have a couple Beanie Babies. Yeah. Beanie Babies were, you know, what were they, like stuffed animals? Yeah, they're just literally an animal full of beans. Yeah. That uh, went gangbusters in the 90s. People were collecting tons of them. Under the impression that they would be worth buku bucks. Yeah, you know, you didn't remove your TY tags on anything. You tried to keep them in mint condition. Yep. Um, And then people were reselling them. And then it came of this whole thing about what was actually a first edition. How can you tell it's a first edition? Were there different beans used for one? You know, like in terms of weight, all of that. Uh, Color. It became a big thing, particularly for the bears. I was, you know, it, was, it, it piqued my interest in the 90s. I collected a couple of bears just in case. I was like, is this a college fund? Who knows? Yeah, so did I. And um, lo and behold, it was not a college fund. It's Yeah, it definitely wasn't. Nope. Um, Beanie Babies went bust. Um, unlike Pokemon, which seemed to appreciate astronomically. Yeah, for uh-huh. sure. And... When I hear people compare Pokemon to Beanie Babies, here's what I think that they're missing. Pokemon is literally the most expensive IP out there. It is worth $95 billion. Yep. Um, Put that in perspective, though. That's actually worth more than, for example, all of Disney's um, content combined. Right? It's insane. I mean, the top two IPs are Pokemon and Hello Kitty. Yep. Uh... So, also wrapped up in that, Pokemon has had 25 years of content, of anime, of toys, games, of games. Like main, like main, you know, story games and then like off spin-off games, spin-off games, movies, yep. um, cross-promotional merchandise from like cereals to Pop-Tarts. To fruit snacks, to sneakers. everything. Pokemon has expanded and blown up to a point where it is literally a household name. Mm -hmm. And I've harped on this before about the games and how they appeal to new new fans and younger, younger generations. But that's also a key to their success. Like, they're still pulling in new fans who want, who will continue to buy in to the, to the brand, to the franchise. And who will turn into 
long time Pokemon fans 20 years into the future, like right. we are now. So what we're saying is that the longevity in terms of the brand um, having weight, right, is, is definitely there. Yeah. Um, and then what's really interesting now is you have a lot of millennials, perhaps some Gen Xers, um, not my generation, so I'm not sure. So forgive me if I'm misspeaking here, but I would say that millennials now have just things like disposable income. We're making more money than we were when we were nine, except for, I guess, some of you lucky folks out there. And we have the ability to kind of pay for nostalgia, right? That's a big moneymaker right now. I mean, that's what basically every content producer is selling us, nostalgia. Let's reboot this. Let's remake that. Let's take everybody back to the 90s. Um, and so there's a yearning for that and an appreciation and there's such an emotional tie to the brand um, that I really think that now is a great time to invest in Pokemon um, collectibles. And I don't think it'll go bust. It's not like Beanie Babies because millennials who grew up with Pokemon now have the money to continue investing in things like collectibles. So you have the new generation coming in who are like totally going to be hooked on Pokemon. Plus you have all of the generations before them still plugged in in one shape or form yeah yeah um one caveat though to the beanie babies i don't even think they actually did go bust because i I think another way to look at it is also like you need to look at like your return on investment the collector's market okay so like pokemon you have a large fan base so anybody can be easily turned into into a collector yep um beanie babies that collected that collectors fan base is smaller but it's not necessarily non-existent like you can look google do your research and find beanie babies selling online for um nowhere near the price of a first edition base at charizard mind you but for a couple of thousands of dollars yeah you can i yeah. said especially the bears were like really and they had limited edition again like the princess diana uh beanie baby that you know, the first edition is probably one of those that's going for over a thousand dollars. Yeah. And considering, you know, it was fifty bucks when you first initially bought it, you know, that shows a lot of growth there. You know, it's more than ten X, so Yeah. Yeah. Granted, you know, long period of time for ten X growth. But let's not get yeah. in there. That's neither here nor there. And then another point I want to make about collecting is to expand on the point about the bringing in new fans. Nine, ten year old now who's playing Sword and Shield, who's just getting exposed to Pokemon, and that generation of Pokemon, that's going to be their vintage. That's going to be the Pokemon that they know, they love, that they grew up on. And so 20 years from now, when it's Pokemon's 45th anniversary, if you have like these like booster packs or um, promo cards that that are released today, just imagine what you could possibly sell those for in the future in the future when this generation of pokemon fans has disposable has disposable income and can afford to possibly pay four hundred dollars four hundred dollars for like a um black and gold zacian zamazenta promotional card um so yeah i think like in terms of like investing and thinking long term it's like Pokemon is a great um, brand and collectible to really help to do that with. Do I mean, that with, yeah. It's, get you into a, that. It's fun. Get you into the hobby, yeah. It's interesting, um, and there's like a lot to be gained just from a like 
learning about the new Pokemon that are out or getting involved in it from a community aspect. I mean, the Pokemon community is out here strong. Um, and then just being able to have like that return on investment, I think is definitely there. Um, and I would say that this is like a thumbs up, definitely something to invest in. Um, I do not think that this is going to be the last wave of Pokemon. It might die down again for a little bit. Um, you know, once I think the pandemic actually most certainly helped this spike, um, because people have a lot of time on their hands and, you know, people are getting into things, whatever happened to X, Y, and Z, right? But I definitely think, you know, that lull may come, but that third, fourth wave will definitely be there. Yeah. Um, I'll also say that as a uh, black man coming from a low-income family, I wish that I had been, like, savvy to Pokemon as, like, a possible investment vehicle, that makes sense. Because, like, um, I have now just started getting into stocks and, like, trying to understand the stock market. But the reason, I think a primary reason why I'm so late into, like, the stock game is because I didn't understand how that worked. I didn't understand how how you can, like, buy something, hold on to it, and it appreciates in value over time. And having something tangible like Pokemon cards at such a young age possibly could have helped me, like, reframe my perspective about investments in like the stock market um wow you know my mom's gonna love hearing that because that's the only reason why she supported my love of pokemon cards is literally because she was like well at least this is teaching you how to invest however this is the same woman who refused to buy me a 35 dollars first edition charizard so i'm also going to drop here that (sighs) yeah i could have money right now um had we just bought one maybe two but I think at the time she was like, I, it doesn't make sense to pay $35 for a piece of cardstock. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like it, it could have helped you with that skill set because um, I, I definitely think it did for me because it's what my mom, that's how my mom pitched. That's how we would talk about Pokemon, about you know investing. But it wasn't about appreciation for her. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, I didn't get that either. Um, it was more about like understanding that certain cards have certain values, and that's how like when you go into trading situations, like why you shouldn't trade a Jigglypuff for a Bulbasaur, for example, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're Should gonna take a little break. Yeah, we'll take a break and then we'll come back and wrap up the episode. Sounds good. All right. And we're back. Back and still black. Forever and always. Uh, now, to cap off the episode, uh, I'd like to share with you my personal goals when it comes to collecting and investing in Pokemon. Let's hear it, because I've been seeing a lot of eBay packages come to the apartment, but I have no idea what they're attached to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, guilty, guilty. I've gone overboard. But at the same time, it's because I'm also still trying to understand, like, what's worth investing in. But also, everything's also really cool. Yep. So you have to discern, like, your investment versus, like, your pleasure buy or whatever. Right, right. Because there are some things that, like, I will say this. Pokemon cards are art. Saida, have you not seen the Kanazawa Pikachu? No, I'm smiling right now because it's nice to hear you passionately talk about it that's all i'm not like laughing at you as if you're not if you're not making sense okay 
Um, but yeah, so yeah, I've been buying several cards. So one of them being the Kazawa Pikachu, a Pikachu that was released to uh, store goers um, at the opening of the Kanazawa Pokemon Center in uh, Japan. Um, I also bought, like I said earlier in the podcast, uh, these black and gold Zacian Zamazenta promo cards. They look tight, but I don't really like Gen 8, so my plan is to get those graded and possibly flip those in 20 years. That's our, if we have kids, that's their college fund, by the way. I'm saying it here. <laughs> it will feed into it, yes. I'm just kidding. I know. I'm just being in. Uh, but yeah, my goals for, invest, for like investing in Pokemon are, one, looking at products that you can't really get in the United States. So those would include like Japanese promotional cards or tournament trophy cards or um, just promotional cards that um, come through uh, what they call Coral Coral Magazine. Those are always like very high value cars I've I've seen when I'm through doing my research. I'm also looking at just cards that uh, didn't get released in the U.S. period. So in Japan, there is a, a set of Pokemon cards called uh, Versus. That is an expansion. Not really an expansion, but let's say a sequel to Gym Heroes and Gym Challenge. Gym Challenge that includes um, Pokemon from like the Johto region and their trainers and the the Johto Elite Four. And that set was never released in the United States, so I've been looking at ways to purchase those cards because I can see value and for collectors today who like to have those cards in their collection. In addition to that, like also trying to figure out if it's worth it to invest in modern booster packs and modern um, tins and uh, uh, collector's boxes because the value, the return on value is more long-term. Like that's a very, that's a physical asset that you need to sit on if you yep. want to see any return on your investment that versus a, um, let's say, I think it's like pre-2003, Pokemon era, boosters, booster boxes, all that stuff is already unpriced out of that. Like, early, or, no, it was around the summer 2020, I managed to buy a jungle booster pack for $125, and I thought that was expensive. Those booster packs are now running people, like, three, two, three, four times as much. Yeah. So, like, the market has changed very quickly, and there's going to be a period of adjustment hopefully within the next year prices might come down a little bit but i think we're going to see these high prices for a while because that's now like the new benchmark for the for the hobby well we're like i said i think there'll be another lull in like a year or two but right now it's hot right so yeah yeah and now there are some of you who have asked my opinion Saida's opinion about what games you should play. And I'm sure after hearing this episode, y'all, you might ask us, hey, do you think it's worth it, worth it for us to, or worth it for me to look into investing in Pokemon cards? Should I buy, buy into this hype? And I think, personally, if you have the disposal income to test the waters, 
go ahead. However, just know that it's not about just like buying a a card and like try and flip it online easily. It's a long game, slow it's burn. It's a long game, yep. Um, and I think that like right now it's hot. So you also have to look at your comfort level in terms of how you invest normally. You know, I think it's a tried and true method um, that has always been a good piece of advice for me when it comes to actual like stocks, for example, is that you just invest in what you believe in, whether the market's hot or it's low. I mean, it's low, it's great. It's like a little sale. But, you know, over time, things should appreciate, right? And you end up netting out if you buy at all times to a to like an average, right, um, purchase. So... I would apply that here to Pokemon and understand that like right now the market's hot. So you're going to be paying high prices for things. And then maybe in a year you'll be paying for, you know, lower prices. But at the end of the day, it is something that's still going to appreciate. And at the end of the day, your average investment dollar, um, you'll probably sell it. You'll probably be able to flip everything for higher than what that average investment dollar is, if that makes sense. Yeah. But... If you are looking to get into it, definitely be on the lookout for exclusive Japanese promotional cards, um, exclusive U.S. promotional cards. I know a new one that's coming out is going to be this card that everyone's excited about called the Special Delivery Charizard that will be possibly a gift item when you make a purchase through the PokemonCenter.com store. So... Be on the lookout because once that goes, it's going to go, and the only way you're going to find is on eBay, and people are going to charge hundreds of dollars for that card. Yep. Um, earlier in the year, or last year, they had a special delivery Pikachu that was free when you made a purchase of $20 on the site. That card is now running for $100 plus online. And that's only after a couple, like a month, month and a half. So. Yep. Um, that's just how the market is right now. Um, also note that if you send the, your cards to be graded, whether through Beckett, PSA, CGC, those cards then command a premium, especially if they come back graded like a nine or a 10. Yep. And sorry, we couldn't go into grading and all that stuff, but you can Google that easily and understand what the grades are, what they mean. And what the value that that adds for collectors yeah and if you all have any more questions or there's something specific here that you're like this sounded interesting in this episode and we want you to go into more detail on it or we want you to do a post on it you know as always please reach out to us at palatown vets on instagram or at palatown vets at gmail.com and we uh, always love to hear from y'all um, but also if you have any questions, we're happy to go into more detail because this is, you know, a short episode, but it's a very complex topic. Um, so we weren't able to go into detail on every single aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just for you if you want to dip your toe in. Yeah. Before you jump in or dive in, however you like to do it. Yeah. We're here if you have any questions. All right. Take it easy, trainers. Bye, y'all.